touché. Welcome back to the Rogue Agents. Um, we are here, all three of us this time, and we're going to be rolling good. Yes, we will not make as many mistakes as last week because Hyper Viper is here to save us from our silly mistakes. <laughs> it's, true. it's me. I fixed everything. <laughs> so, again, um, sorry, apologies. We apologize in the Discord about having to change the dates, but just make, makes it easier for scheduling. So, I don't, I don't, we didn't really discuss it, but is this going to be an every week now thing on Sundays? Probably should have discussed this beforehand. Um, uh, we're kind of up in the air. I think I, Sundays are fine for now, right? I mean, <laughs> for the moment, yeah. I'll, I'll update y'all because, like, you know, life, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be better. Yeah, same. Okay. I'll definitely have more conflicts with the weekend recording time, but uh, I'm sure we can make it happen. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, live show. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep everybody updated in the Discord, but for now, I'm just playing on Sundays um, instead of Wednesdays. Plus, yeah, more fun. Uh, so, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Excuse me. Um, man, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Professional. Fix it, I said it was being. Yeah, yeah, Hyper Fix It, you're here. <laughs> uh, what's All right, so, the thing that, oh man, I can't remember. Hold on. There's white, like a, white Lightning? What did, what did Jorgen von Strangle say whenever he granted wishes? <laughs> I gotta find that out real quick. They better be fast about this. No, no, just continue on. I'll just say <laughs> okay, it when okay. we're in the middle of a sentence. High quality radio. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our announcements. We got a big thanks to our patrons. If you would like to become a patron, the link will be in the show notes. They are helping support us by paying for our fancy new technology that we use, and it's working wonderfully, I would say so, um, as well as funding our givebacks to the community. If you are a patron, there's special tiers that go into it, and we have our first giveaway coming up to those individuals so big thanks to big blake brad b Tara game gronko it's just rari God, i said it wrong again sorry um <laughs> he he messaged me after i don't know if he messaged me if it was in the public discord but um he messaged me it's like he's like i was waiting for you to say my name and knew you'd mess it up like <laughs> i think it's like rory so you, rory, rory. Him. you did great and I messed it up again, and, I, and it reminded me that he messaged me with the correct pronunciation. Anyway, sorry, off topic. Uh, Team Neek and Sure Fox. Uh, again, drawing for our first one will be next week. Um, big tournament shout-out. The biggest one we have coming up is July 9th at Concord, North Carolina at Mighty Meeple. The other biggest one coming up is not an LVOIS, but the one that people have been waiting for anxiously because they literally message all the time when's the next league uh tts <laughs> season eight will be uh locked um you can sign up until the 24th uh i'll go ahead and throw in the discord link into the description of the show notes and all that so you can find that there as well as if you just join our discord or any discord or join any mcp discord <laughs> somebody has a link to the TTS discord. oh wait do we can uh, i break a poll where's the poll button make your vote hold on Oh my goodness. I can definitely do it. I'm just going to ask people what I should play because I. It's either going to be like it'll be the three options will be my mono black oh. order, my old Avengers list, or I, I'll type it up, don't worry. Um, okay. Or something completely different that I haven't thought of yet. So well, I can make your vote. I mean, I can actually make a poll. I'm doing it so, right now. I'm in the make your vote. I'm doing it. Oh, you you actually can do it? Okay. I didn't know if you actually I have, have the power. To do it. Okay. Apparently I did that at some point in time. I don't remember doing it, but apparently I did. All right. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, TTS League Season 8. Uh, go ahead and get signed up. It's being locked for no more signups. 
on the 24th midnight time bracket time so that'd be west central eastern was it gmt i don't know what they do in the summertime whatever europe's time is in the summertime um and then oceana aest i don't remember um something like that but if you guys midnight bracket time on the 24th uh sign up by then big thing uh mini stravaganza was awesome um holy malaketh best model ever for mcp um hot takes real quick i don't care we we say no hot takes but i'm saying hot takes on the malaketh model oh my god that thing is beautiful everyone is going to paint that thing it's a bog tiger i love its name I mean, it's awesome. Like it's it's so cool. Like I I want to see it like standing next to a Hulkbuster just to see the yeah. actual scale of it. Um, God, it's so beautiful. I can't wait to get it. And I'm hoping it's randomly having Malekith be Asgard affiliated because I've been rocking him at Asgard like crazy. And <laughs> I imagine him in Asgard will be stupid. I don't know why he like wouldn't be Asgard. Things. You know, like because he's not actually Asgardian. He's a night he elf. Literally, one thousand percent is. What are you like? He's from one of the nine realms, which means he has Asgardian. No, Asgardian. Asgard is its own realm. Nope. Y- yes. Nope. <laughs> yes. Dark Elf. Dark Elf's Asgardian. I'm being a uh, lore racist right now. They all come from fairy tale land. They're all the same. <laughs> okay. Close enough. So Ninth for realm, those who realm. actually Which realm? have one of them, people who actually have some sort of logic, Asgard is its own realm. Um... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, Scourge is like a storm giant or whatever, right? Does he have any? Yeah, but. I guess he was Asgardian he, in the movie. He, nice he, yeah, because and he also he also worked for Enchantress and Hela. Um, he kind of goes back and forth, but like he worked for him. Malaketh like literally has no ties to them besides trying to kill them and take over. Like, <laughs> I typed in is Malaketh on Google and it's trying to give me the boss from Elden Ring. Like, yeah, I remember that dude. But that's not what I'm asking about. <laughs> Just type in Marvel. Anytime I'm looking up anything Marvel related, I just put in the tagline Marvel and it gives me exactly what I want. Um, but yeah, Malakas model, super awesome. Mini Travaganza put out a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, okay, fine. Hold on. Maybe he's not Asgardian. He's Spartalheimian. <laughs> That's pretty fucking There it close. is. Yeah, Spartalheim. <laughs> Fair enough. Just a couple I, of realms I'll, off. It's fine. I mean, Literally. I want him to be. I want him to be Asgard affiliated. I really do, just because I want to play the model. And I've been really going hard just play in Asgard. So he's cool. I'm not playing. Yeah, anyways. he's going to be cool. a cabal leader too, which is dope. Yeah, you can ride <laughs> your cat into battle as the leader of your uh, random Nazis and stuff. I think like, I was listening to Nazi. Strike Better. He's not. I was, a Nazi. I was listening to Strike Better, and um, I think Farmer recommended that people who don't want to haul around the big model just. Malekith is like posed just right that you could put him not on the tiger. I was like, you're crazy. That's and I will fun. do, yeah. Like, I will <laughs> do what it takes to get this model as That's is. That's such an incorrect take, Farmer. I'm calling you out. That is just completely false. <laughs> just like oh, okay. put him scrambling up a rock. I can, I can see it. Maybe magnetize. It would take some some hobby skills. Magnetize him so they'd be like, all right, I'm just gonna take a little Malekith today and put him. Uh, I'll just like I'll stick him on the side of my magnet box. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the World War II models, like with uh, Red Skull and Hydra, Nick Fury Sr. and the Commandos, and Zola, and I can't remember the other guy's name, Struck- Strucker? Heinrich, uh, Heinrich, Heinrich von Strucker. Von Strucker? Like that. Yeah, okay, that's close enough. Yeah. More um, um, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm super excited for these models. Um, let's not dive too deep into it, just because I've seen a bunch of people it's very big controversy but i mean it's, i like it's nick fury and i'm glad that the nick fury that i grew up with is going to be in this game yeah 
I agree with that. How do you paint him like David Hasselhoff, though? That's that's what I want to know when it comes to old. I actually Fury. paint him by not seeing that movie and painting him <laughs> like Garth Ennis. I think if you like pull up the meme where like the guy with the eye patch is like sitting there holding his head and about to push the button, if you painted it like that, it'd be pretty spot on the comic. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's all I can see when I think of that model. I'm like, that's all I can think of. Just put an eye patch on that uh, meme and it's him. It's perfect. Red, um, red and white. I'm excited for these models. I'm excited to see what they do. Get another cap. Yeah, it's another cap, but I'm excited to see what he does. And I like the uh, old school costume. And I'm curious to see if they do it like with the old school lore, where he's not really a super soldier. He's just a super dude. Uh, <laughs> well, soldier. I guess he's just a uh, because he he didn't really have the Infinity Formula. Yes, he did. Like in the originals. Like was yes. he like a super super guy? I thought he, he was just like a badass. No, he's he got the Infinity Formula when he was like 40 or something. He's He's been that same age since the Vietnam War. Yeah. I could have sworn that like the originals when he first came out, he was like not as like powerful as he is now. He's not powerful. He just has crazy ass guns and doesn't die. He's basically okay, a peak human. Enough. He's like in that same tier as, or probably yeah. a tier below Captain America. Like physically. He's ob like he's smarter and stronger like mentally or whatever. Beast We're talking about people. Captain America. Who was talking about? Um, America? I feel like we originally like no, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. He got the Infinity Formula the second time he got seriously injured. He was a Highland yeah. Commando before that. So he fought yeah. in World War II. Then he got the Infinity Formula. And then he joined the CIA and did all the other crazy shit he did. Yeah. I, I transitioned to Captain America, the second Captain America model. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's not he's no longer surfing USA, which is honestly a downgrade. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like the model. I like the I like the old school comic costume, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, the original human torch too. Which has the yeah. tagline original, so you know we're getting, you know, <laughs> the other human torch. Or that this yeah. isn't this is not the human torch. Yeah, yeah. They're making it very clear that there will be a character named the human torch at some point <laughs> in the future. That's true. So all you folks who are like, Wind Doom, Wind Doom, Wind Doom, look, we all want Doom. You ranting on Discord is not going to change his release date. <laughs> so I, I still, I strongly think that we're not going to get Fantastic Four until the fourth anniversary. Until like, it's four too years. Good, yeah, it makes too much it's sense. It's too good of an opportunity to pass up. Like if I was a game developer and I wanted people to get super hyped about these things, I'm going to do it on the fourth anniversary because that makes the most sense. And they have all the models they want to release up until that point. It would just feel super weird just to randomly release them at like, hey, we've had this game out for three and a half years. Like, you could build so much <laughs> hype around, like, like, you could build so much hype around, like, a release by saying, like, for the fourth anniversary of the game, the like, the first family or, like, the Fantastic Four. Or, like, like, there's so much hype you could build up by, like, tying it into something like that. And to really think about it, that's only, like, a year and a couple months away. So, that's my thoughts. Anyways, you want to jump into the actual <laughs> episode? <laughs> All right. Um, Sam, Yeah. what is your answer for the winner for Challenge of the Week? Strange, Double Strange. I'm going to give the Double Strange victory to Jim DeHand. Uh, that looks like a fun Web Warriors roster, which is a fun segue into me saying that Web Warriors were a negative play experience last week, which is something <laughs> that we as a show do not stand behind. And I am shamed for my actions, but uh, all, all told, uh, I, I just was trying to have some fun and uh, spoke my truth in a little <laughs> bit of hyperbole. So uh, there you go. 
thank you, the listeners, for reminding us of how important it is to maintain our uh, our rapport with uh, people in the way that we said that we would. Appreciate you. Yeah. But Jimmy DeHaan wins. Jimmy DeHaan gets the uh, well, the sweet the sweet roster there. The sweet shout out. What's the what's the list? I don't know how it pulled up. It is. Come on, jump right back to where I was. Yeah, Scooby do this explicative. Doctor Strange with the Soul Gem, <laughs> Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, and then it's uh, Spider Man, Miles Morales, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man, or Ghost Spider, Moon Knight, Venom, Black Cat, Iron Man, Wong. And uh, I appreciated his uh, his secure crises are portals overrun with spider people, intrusions open across the uh, city as seals collapse, and uh, riots spark over extremists, which all kind of seemed kind of Scooby Doo options with a. Uh, Spider Infected, Hammers, and uh, the Montessi books. So uh seems like a fun roster to play, and I like that you're just going to kind of slot in your Doctor Strange at whatever level feels fit. Sorry, Kenny. Mutants weren't good enough. Done. Um, I think Kenny just doesn't get it because it's Kenny. <laughs> like, you don't need a reason. You don't have to, like, coddle fair, him. you got to say, Kenny, Kenny, you're just not good enough. I was really hoping to see some Strange and Wanda in here, but I didn't, and that's fine. Not one, not one. All, all, all of these lists were really cool, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fun time. Yeah, I actually forgot to make a list for this one. I'm busy the past week. Yeah, uh, so anyways, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and jump right into our episode. And this week, from the title, if anybody can guess, we are not talking about Shadowlands Daredevil. Um, we are talking about shadow boxing and tournament prep. So let's just jump right into... I keep saying that, man. Uh, I'm going to get Jonah saying what, another thing that I'm not allowed to say. Because uh, I say all right a lot. I say X-Force a lot. And I say... What's, what's one that he hit me with? Was it all right? I think he hit me with all right. Uh, absolutely. Next week's going to be jump. Might have been absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was absolutely. Every, every time I say absolutely, jump. absolutely. <laughs> all right. Um, so we're going to talk about shadow boxing and tournament prep. And so let's start with what is shadow boxing? So let's go with Hyper Viper because you've been quiet for the past like, couple minutes. What is shadow boxing to you? I'm back. Oh, that's why you've been quiet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My, my computer crashed and then Windows updated and decided to message you guys, but it's okay. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, anyways, uh, what is shadow boxing, Hyper Viper? <laughs> okay, it can be one of two things or one of a lot of things. Um, in. You know, boxing, it's when you're training with yourself. It's where you're punching uh, your shadow, more or less. And you're not practicing with a punching bag or with a, you're not sparring. But, you know, you're doing your, your form. You're keeping yourself safe. You're ducking. You're weaving. You're keeping your fist tight. It's really good training. Uh, there are a bunch of tools and shit, like little rubber bands, basically, that you can stick on your back to make it harder to punch and simulate, like, actually hitting something. It's good stuff. Uh, in our fun little plastic miniatures game, it's when you play against yourself. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the easiest way to say it. Uh, so let's really get into the benefits of it. Like, so I think that's probably the easiest way to start is really pretty much what Hyper was talking about with like the whole boxing thing. You're really just training yourself. Um, I personally like to use shadow boxing when I have an idea of a list and I want to look like a big idiot when I take a list to like somebody be like, I have this crazy thought 
and I don't know if it's going to work. And then I play it in a game that doesn't work. I'd rather just play against myself to see if it's going to work or not. If I'm trying to cook up something crazy. Um, but just in general, um, trying to see if a list actually has legs and it's worth it. I don't like wasting people's time. So I'll just run it against myself a couple times and then be like, okay, this list is good enough to take into like competitive people to see how I can like improve it after like looking at it solo. Cause even if you look at a list only by yourself and shadow box only to prep, I think you're missing still a second piece of the puzzle. You can't, I don't think you can truly rely on only shadow boxing to say a list is competitive or not competitive, but it's still a really good tool. Um, benefits would just be like a lot of time, quick, quick games. Um, back in like war machine, I'm sure Sam, you probably know this a lot like round one was huge and you like would shadow box i mean, I, I know people would shadow box a lot i'm pretty sure almas will talk about this too where like you just shadow box your round one over and over and over and over again so you had the perfect round one setup because that round one was so important in war machine if you misstepped once the game was over like immediately uh, i don't know if you have any thoughts on that or agree with me I didn't play War Machine. I played X Wing. Oh, you did. No, no. It was it was a good it was a good try. Good try. Nice nice. You know, like sorry that the the rod came up dry. But uh, I played X Wing and we did. I did a lot of uh, basically like turn turn zero setups where I would I would set up my my turn zero pieces and then I would try to counter deploy or I would set up like uh, a meta list that that set up in a certain way and I'd try to find a way to to run at that my own way. So it and, and you know and then I would roll it out. But uh, I, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of benefit to shadow boxing. It's like one step uh, above or beyond uh, theory crafting or head simming, right? It's like theory crafting, <laughs> head simming, shadow boxing. <laughs> like the, the only thing that I would say about shadow boxing is that uh, <clears throat> you got to watch out for the. Uh... <laughs> we have an echo somewhere. <laughs> I don't hear it. It's okay. That's right. I don't hear an echo either. Good. So you, you only you only notice what uh, what, what you would normally notice. You're not necessarily going to notice uh, things that your opponents might catch you on. So you can you can develop a strategy, but you can't necessarily go straight into everything else uh, because you, you're going to react to your own strategy the way that either you think someone should or the way that you you want people to. <laughs> or you're going to figure out a way that's really good to approach your own roster and hope that no one ever else finds it. But uh, Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a, very, a super interesting thing. I think another good thing about the shadow boxing in general is like you, you start to see a lot of lines that you don't like. Because if you're playing a game, whether it's just for fun or not, there's still a pressure on there because you're trying to win. I don't care who you are. You're saying you're a casual player. You're playing a game. You're trying to win. Uh, like, I don't really know how <laughs> yeah. to say it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and I'm just. Uh, That's douche, pretty true, honestly. Like, like you're playing a casual game. It's like you're you still have a goal to win. Like nobody plays a game just to try and lose. At least, I don't think most people do. So, no. like, you start seeing a lot of different lines that you probably wouldn't have seen. Like maybe I should practice this. Like our discussions from last week and the week before with roles and understanding that I think shadow boxing actually greatly helps with that. Cause you say, okay, mm -hmm. I can move up to here on this scenario and back it up with this person, or I could be super ballsy with this person and back them up with this person and be able to play a super aggressive play that nobody's going to see coming. And you kind of work out those kinks of how to set it up properly within your shadow boxing instead of wait, uh, not wasting, but instead of, um, taking like three hours or two to three hours to play a game you can literally set it up like 10 different times in a matter of 30 minutes 
and run through that round one setup over and over and over again. It's just super time efficient to get a lot of reps in for that round one. I think that's probably the biggest upside of shadow boxing is being able to set up your your rounds your your turn zero and your round one. Mm-hmm. There, got it out. It took me a second. <laughs> uh, Hyper, you, you got anything you want to add on to like benefits of shadow boxing? It's for like for me. I did it most often when I couldn't find someone else. Mm-hmm. I like I was I got a game, and it was and the, I'm not trying, to, but like sometimes you get a game, you're like, damn, like our skill levels are in completely different places. Like either that person is way better or way worse than you, and mm-hmm. um, it's not really like helpful practice, and it's not again. So like for me, um, I know and it's not because I struggle against my head. Uh, I struggle against web warriors sometimes, <laughs> so I have shadow boxed a lot with web warriors. Because they're not something that I really enjoy playing, but I do understand how to play them. Because, I mean, honestly, they're not that complicated. Um, so I, I shadow box a lot against web warriors to see if my list is, like, functional. Because a lot of the lists I build are, like, I want to be able to kill anything you put in front of me. And web warriors' whole thing is, I want to not die. Yes. That matchup is often very good. It's the criminal syndicate as well. I guess I Guardian, so that's a different, different reason why. But, yeah, no, I use it for when... Um, I'm trying to, like, get reps. Like, uh, the League is a great example. Sometimes, like, because we have to post our list, right? Sometimes you know you're going up against a strong opponent. You look at their list, you copy it over, you play a couple test games with yourself to see what's up, and see, like, if you can try and figure out what their game plan is. List, if you know, like, what all the pieces do, you'll intrinsically start to see, like, oh, this is their plan. Like, they have these crises for this reason, they have these tactic cards, like, this is what they're trying to go for, so you can be a little bit more ready for it. So you don't get, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think something you hit on that I just want to double back on was like um, hard to find an opponent or something like that. For me, like what shadow boxing was like a life savior when I was deployed because like everybody be asleep when mm-hmm. I'd be awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I just like middle of the day, nothing going on, just pull up TTS and play a solo game because I got nothing else I could do. So I was able to like keep fresh and keep doing reps and practice with stuff while i was deployed still because i couldn't really play a game um even in like good times because i'd have like 800 ping to anybody <laughs> um so it was just miserable to try and play a game so yeah like if you have like issues trying to find a game or anything like that or even like like we keep talking about tts but even in person like you could literally set up your map and set up like like it's not gonna be as fast but like you could easily set up your map and play like set up a round one over and over again in your house you can play a game against yourself in your house on the table which is probably something that i'm about to start doing um until i can actually get to a store again and play some more in-person games but like if i have like issues getting out to the store it's nice to set up a map just to like get that difference between tts and in real life because if i haven't been to a store in like two months there's gonna be things that bite me in the ass when i go to actually play (laughs) in real life again Mm mm-hmm um, so it's good to like get that going and actually yeah. using the tools and getting like your line of sight down because you'll think you have line of sight, but sometimes you won't. You don't want to fumble with your tools. Give the yeah. internet players a bad name. <laughs> Inbred meta. Uh, all right. You guys want to move on to the cons of shadow boxing? Sure, because I'm very curious about the subject myself. <laughs> I guess I, yeah. I have one more pro. Uh, I would say so that when, when you... Uh, <laughs> I... In the early reps with the roster, I tend to think that uh, I, I make some turn zero and placement mistakes and early move mistakes because you don't always know your activation order. And uh, I think that shadow boxing can really help identify some of those 
items for you because you're like, all right, I need. It lets you get that part of the experience and where you're identifying basically what the role players are on your team, where they should be on the board, and what they need to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just like, let's talk about like Heimdall real quick of that because like Heimdall come out and I mm-hmm. before I start taking him into anybody, I'd run probably five games with him against myself just to understand his activation order, what actually worked. Because on paper, maybe like okay, cool, I'm gonna RNG to Heimdall. He's gonna portal Thor up, and then Thor is gonna be able to like four Asgard and hit somebody on a C map. Well, then Heimdall's doing absolutely nothing round one. So I've like before That's I not even true. Looked, he's teleporting someone. Yeah, but he's <laughs> fair. Fair enough. He's not making actionable things himself. His his action economy is literally zero. Um, well, he, yeah, at, he's he's one of those pieces that you really can like build around. If you feel yeah, constantly just be swinging that sword. I I 100% agree, but what I what I'm getting at is like I found it much more useful with Heimdall before I like actually took him into somebody was R&D still to him, but more often than not, his best move is going to be walking twice, spend that extra power he just got to interact with the point, and then saving two power to forfend somebody or give a reroll to somebody, mm-hmm. especially on Cs. I found that be way better than portaling uh, Thor. I keep wanting to say Thanos. I have found that... Um, <laughs> also works. <laughs> I have found that instead of portaling Thor, um, just double moving interacting and then saving the two power for the forfeit and challenging somebody to come interact with the point you're on has been way more beneficial than letting Thor get a four Asgard off because then you're hoping Thor actually hits with no rerolls and you're also hoping he hits so he gets a power so he can actually interact with what he's going after. Um, so I, uh, I found that this is like, yeah, go ahead. No, you finish. Oh, I was just saying like, I just found that to be much more beneficial when I was playing Asgard specifically. I've been playing a bit of Asgard myself, and I have not mm-hmm. a single time used advanced R&D to teleport anyone round one. That being yeah. said, I have used advanced R&D, I think, percent of my games. I think it's almost a requirement for uh, yeah. Asgard right now because of, like, Valkyrie and Thor's throw being three cost. Um, they, from, oh, I kind of need to wait for a second to, oh, I brought Scourge, and Scourge doesn't do shit round one anyway, so Scourge is going to give out power, <laughs> and then two of my characters get to throw two of your characters. Yeah, um, I, little little snippet here. Um, I've been loving doing it with Nebula because she gets to generate power off of her gun. So I've been using Nebula to do that because I'm not playing with Scourge until he's affiliated. I'm scared. Um, are you <laughs> flickering out for Sam or am I crazy? Am I flickering, am I flickering now? now? Okay, never mind. I should probably just ignore me okay yeah you're crazy you're crazy um but yeah i just i just like anywhere you can get that extra power for the rnd i think if you're playing asgard right now rnd is like huge uh I, yeah. I completely agree with that but like again like it comes back to like the whole shadow boxing like take the idea and run with it in your shadow boxing and then actually take it to the games um more often than not your shadow boxing removes like probably 25 percent of your reps that you would have needed regular which is literally like probably 12 hours worth of games uh, <laughs> to have a competitive, competitively viable roster. I think that's like the hugest benefit of shadow boxing is time efficiency for your reps and practice. Yeah. Got him on one tonight. All right. Uh, let's go into cons. Uh, I'll go back into talking. Uh, so the cons, I think the biggest con with shadow boxing is trying to like not have a bias because you're trying to practice your list. You're trying to like Sam, you hit on this earlier. Like the bias is super strong with your shadow boxing, and the only way you're it gonna is? actually get a benefit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like 
you're, you're, when you're shadow boxing, you don't be like, man, I really want this to work. Um, <laughs> no, I'm like, that's that's really boyfriend me the entire time I'm shadow boxing. <laughs> I'm like, what's this list over here? <laughs> Y'all have not separated your psyches well enough. You haven't been no, able no, to no. become two people. <laughs> You're, I'm trying to give. I'm trying to say that people need to get better about this. I think I'm fairly unbiased when I shadow box because then I'm like what Sam said, where I'm like, wow, this team actually performed really well, and I'm gonna start playing them now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Literally happened to me uh, yesterday. I shadow boxed Shadowlands Daredevil into my Asgardians <laughs> list, and I was like, man, maybe I should be playing shared Daredevil. Like <laughs> this went really well for Daredevil. Um, but anyways, um, uh, being able to like control your bias for, towards your list, like to where like you're like maybe like okay, well maybe give myself an extra like millimeter here because I should have like I should have like measured more properly or take backs. Like just play the game like you're playing yourself and you want both teams to win. That's probably the best way to look at it and to avoid that. Because um, if you don't, you're gonna end up skewing the results and then your test is basically right. thrown out the window. You have to be able to get like. It's like a, a science experiment. You have to get like viable data from this. Otherwise, you're just literally wasting time at that point. Because uh, if I go and I'm like, well, I could have gotten two more millimeters out of my movement. It's like, no, play it as it lies because you would have done that same exact thing in a real game. Right. Um, I, I know exactly. So in X-Wing, you've got fixed movement templates. And I would do a lot of things yeah. with my setups and first opening moves where I'd be like, oh, if I was just like right here, then it would have worked, but it's like, oh, but if I, I take myself back to that point, you're like, oh, actually, no, I'm not where I started from. So something else changed when I was doing this. And it's even worse in Crisis Protocol because you can't even take it back to that point. But uh, yeah, play it where it lies. Definitely. Okay. Sorry, my thought that I was saying a moment ago um, before my computer decided to die again. Um, when I'm shadow boxing, I'm playing against my worst matchups with the intention of like, yeah. I want to be ready for when someone who's trying to win is playing this list. So yeah. I am doing my damnedest to make my own life. If, you know, if there is bias on the side of the list that I quote unquote want to play, I'm doing as much as I can to make it as miserable a process for that list as I can. I am taking heroes yeah. for hire. I am playing Gwen. I am playing yeah. Black Cat and Miles. I'm doing all the things that I know that they are good at to try and make myself ready for it. Like, what is my mm -hmm. counterplay here? Sorry, so that's, I, I yeah, that's, that's probably an interesting fine. thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, we just went into the fact of like not like letting yourself do takes backs or anything like that. Like, like play it as it plays, and if because like, that's what you would have done in the game, learn from the mistakes still that you're making in your shadow box games. Don't just like let me rewind the tape real quick. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's basically what we were getting at with that whole bias scene. I think what you're talking about is absolutely stuff you should be doing. Is like your worst matchup. You want them to be like more prepared. And you're bringing your best game into yourself. <laughs> um, it's 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 really interesting concept when you really like look at it. But like if you can get past that hurdle of like not cheating essentially, even though you're playing yourself, like it's it's really what it is. Is like playing the game as if it was a real game and being able to like think if you're playing the other side, think as if you're that player and you want that team to win. If you can get that mindset to where like like Hyper was saying earlier, but you're basically like split psyche. Uh, as far as like your multi personality, <laughs> um, yeah. to where you're literally playing against yourself, but you want both teams to win and just play it out. Don't be like, man, my team would have done really good if this happened. No, your team didn't do very good because this happened instead. Um, I mean, there's a so level where gotcha stop being a thing, like where you're good enough at the game, where or like you've just played enough. I guess it's more of an experience thing where you can just see shit coming. And yeah. that's like 
realistically, that's the level that we should all strive to be at. I don't like gotchas, so when I'm playing with folks, I'm like, hey, do you know I can do this thing? You might not want to make that move right now. I do that like 87% of the time, except if I'm playing in leagues, and I'm like, no, make mistakes. I'm staring at you the whole time, like, please yeah. lose. Um, <laughs> uh, but as I was saying before, I completely contradicted myself. Uh, shadowboxing is the environment where you can actually make sure that, like, oh, even without gotchas, even without trickery, I'm still actually able to work around these situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do the worst move against yourself. Like, whatever it is. Like, you're like, oh, man, it would really, it'd be really terrible if somebody came up here, if they activated with that guy and rolled up into me. I think you, uh, like, take that move. See what happens, though. Like, you, you do kind of have to <laughs> want the bad guys to win. Like, <laughs> whether yeah. that's you playing the bad guys or if uh, the bad guys are what you're playing against. It was, uh, I was doing a shadow box, speaking of which, because uh, I was, like, testing the Shadowlands Daredevil, because there's not enough people playing Shadowlands Daredevil. I'm like, I need to run into this. And uh, I was like, well, how does Ma do in the Shadowlands Daredevil? And I got Meteors, and I was like, well, everybody just runs Daredevil up to the center because they're like, oh, he can't die. Ma literally one-rounded him, got priority, KO'd him. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, okay. Well, there's my answer to Shadowlands Daredevil. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. Yeah. But then, like, I guess another thing you got to think about, like, when it comes to, like, these cons is one test isn't enough. Like, when you look at science experiments and stuff like that, you do multiple, multiple, right. multiple of these test iterations. Because, well, who's to say, like, it's a dice game. Like, that's a huge variable that changes every single game. So who's to say that exact same scenario doesn't come up and Maul rolls one hit on both of his attacks. And now Shadowlands Daredevil is sitting right there, ready to pounce. Or whatever he does. Um... <laughs> It's not Black Panther. Uh, Release the beast. <laughs> but that's, yeah. But like, like that's like you gotta look at it like it's literally a science experiment and take notes. Um, I have a spreadsheet that I take and I like put down notes from all my games that I play of like, like hey, uh, Angela did this, uh, but don't forget like this was a huge spike. It went really well for me, but she one shot at this character. Like I'll even put that in my notes to where um, remember this happened, but remember that it was a spike. Um, right. So I can look back at it. About, like, it'd be like a diary of how many times Thanos has punched someone in the face and they just die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's worthwhile, especially like Shadowbox games. Like I used I to like think like honestly, I, I might do that. Well, I used to think like I'm not going to include my Shadowbox games in my record keeping just because like I think it's like unfair to say like, hey, this list is like 20 and like five when like five of those games were Shadowbox games, whether it be wins or losses, like. I don't really count those towards a win record, but it's still good to keep notes on those games, in my opinion. You know, how, like um, I think all, if you like, the, sorry, in all like the modern oh, video games, like fighting games or fucking like yeah. uh, what's what's the for? Oh come on, brain! Um, like mobas or whatever. How like it mm -hmm. keeps track of how well your characters do? I'm gonna start doing that. Not so much like oh this team did well, but like oh who's getting all the yeah. kills? Because I'm <laughs> like I've been saying this for a while, but I'm pretty sure Bucky kills a disparate Russian amount of humans. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, that's super easy to do too. Like, they just have a spreadsheet up and put like your characters that you're playing with oh, through a list. I'm taking that idea, and then, and then like keep track of that. Because then you're like, it all, so like, I keep track of the characters I take because then it helps me like with my roster building decisions. Of like, hey, I used Hood like one out of twenty games. Maybe I could swap Hood out for somebody else. Like, is he actually bringing what I thought he would bring originally? Mm -hmm. Um, I know we're going completely off topic, but not really because we're also going to talk about tournament prep. So this kind of goes into that. <laughs> um, with a certain league on the horizon. Yeah, so... <laughs> I, I really can't think of any other, like, true cons to Shadowbox other than the fact of, like, you gotta get over that bias hump. Because if you it's, uh, don't... It's, it's not as fun. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. That's fair. Yeah, you're literally playing against yourself, and it's like... 
well. <laughs> this yeah. is exciting. You only you only remember what you remember from shadow boxing. Uh, so like yeah. if if you forget a trigger, uh, you, you your opponent's not there to call you or to remember their own trigger yeah. or to remember one of yours. Hammers. Yeah, exactly. Hammers. Or so, fuck up spider. <laughs> the time even though i play spiders right. <laughs> just like oh whoops i did that we didn't do our spider effects roll that's crazy i have four of them that's really beneficial yep. for happens my to team. me all the time <laughs> i'm just like i don't know what to yeah. do now i feel bad <laughs> i guess i guess they were all just you know fails right yeah. i think another issue i've had with shadow boxing too is like i'll double activate one side somehow i don't even know what how it happens like i was playing one this morning and yeah, i was like wait guy. how does this side yeah, it's like like how does this side still have a character left to go? Like they were down a character and they had priority this turn. Like how do I still have a character? I'm like oh, I double activated that team. <laughs> like, um, I think if I do this like little, into this, and then I just did this into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a follow me, but without the tactics card. Uh, <laughs> yeah, free follow me. <laughs> but like like stuff like that happens, and like being able to like be mindful of that. Like and then when that does happen, like is it worth this like resetting the game or yeah. like? playing it out like like in that situation it was like the end of the game anyways and i was just like well this happened this happened but like the character activation didn't really affect the other side because right. like how things worked out but it's just like mm -hmm. being mindful that stuff like that can happen i think that's another yeah that's a good call out like being aware of like your triggers that you're playing two different sides it kind of get lost in the activation order of things um yeah. I think that's like there really aren't that many cons to shadow boxing. Like it's it's definitely worth doing if you have not done doing it. If done doing it, <laughs> if you have not done shadow boxing in the past, give it a try. Um, it oh. might be slow to begin, but once you start doing it, it's super quick and literally you can play a game against yourself in like twenty to thirty minutes, like a full up game, not yeah. just because you know what each side's doing. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go here. Next one going here. It's like yeah. the fastest chess game you've ever seen, basically. Um, do you use the hot seat button on TTS, or do you just play a game and flip the table back and forth? Because I didn't know hot seat on TTS was even a thing until I saw it the other day. <laughs> I'm a savage, and I just play one side and don't even rotate the screen. <laughs> I just play upside oh. down. I get in that mood <laughs> sometimes, too. Just top down. Yeah. Just just battlefield general. That's what I do. I just... It's it's easy. Um, yeah. TTS I makes it really another, easy. It really does. But to be honest, like like I said, like for me specifically, like I have an issue to where I'll get busy and I'm not able to get over to the game store and play games. So even shadowboxing in real life, if you haven't done real life in a while, just to get back in the swing of measuring, that's a good thing to shadowbox. Mm -hmm. Is practice measuring with tools. And <laughs> if you, you talked about like when you're at your shop and there's no one to play with, you'll just shadowbox in person. I think Which Sam is super real, that, yeah. yeah. Or someone saying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, I'm trying to show off the game, so I just shadowbox in person. That's out there. That's like. I'd just go home, but more. I, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm Set lucky my wife will play with me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last little note I have here is when to shadow box. And I think the best time to shadow box is when you have like an idea for your list, either altering it or when you're first coming up with a list of what you want to do. Um, or like Hyper Viper said, like, you know, your matchup you're coming up against like TTS League. It's super easy because you have a week to play your game. So you'll kind of get a lot of time that you can shadow box um, and run yourself into your matchup or get a buddy and have them play your opponents listen to you a bunch of times. Uh, biggest thing to think about with that that I can say is not everybody plays the list the same. Like you're playing somebody else's creation. So uh -huh. you're not going to play the 100% the same way they're playing it. 
just like they're doing the same exact thing into your list and they're not going to think of the things like like maybe you thought of a really cool interaction that nobody else has really done that much of yet at this point in the game it's kind of hard to have little things like that but it happens um <coughs> doom heimdall yeah <laughs> <laughs> fair enough uh doom heimdall is op uh anybody who <laughs> is playing heimdall and is thinking scourge is the better doom prophecy target let me tell you there are some scenarios where you can have six out of activation attacks with heimdall yeah. uh, that's damn, that, that was karmic <laughs> hearing Dizzard yeah, say that thanks. after after proclaiming the scourge Glad this is recorded. Uh, what did I say? Scourge supremacy. You, I was talking about Doom Timedall a long time ago, and you were like, "Oh, but Scourge ten dice." And I was like, "Nobody." It might have been in my. I think it was. Let me. I think it was in my dojo. Maybe, probably. Scourge. I, I, I don't know. I'm so torn on. I'm so torn on Scourge because I don't know. I love Scourge. I didn't know he had aggressive, and I was already hot on him. Now I know he has aggressive, and yeah. I think he's dope. He's just a simple character, and sometimes simple is just better because like. People gotta be. You gotta be aware. Like, like I guess it's it's, like it's he, easier. He's another head. Asgard <laughs> three. He's an Asgard three with with attack redirection. Yeah. That's I'm happy that exists. But like the biggest scene is like he's an Asgard three. Like they needed yeah. another three, and they're yeah, getting now two they threes. Have three of them. Like, that's huge. Oh, so good. Um, you guys want to jump into tournament prep? Then we can start talking about that. Yeah, I think that's a great time to to do some shadow boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree. Um, but more than that, yeah. Uh, so we have. I'm looking at Shadowbox. Uh, list building and reps. Uh, I guess that really just ties into what we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes is like shadowboxing, playing into your friends, playing into like your local meta if you're going to a big event somewhere else. Um, and we'll probably just like go over that one. I mean, um, I got, I got, I got something for list building. Yeah, for yeah, people. yeah, yeah. I like, I like, I like to brew up. So I would say that for me, it's like ideas turn into theories for theory crafting theory crafting turns into head simming at some point you got to put that on the table right so at that point what are you going to do to put this on the table so first you have to have that idea and the best thing you can do when it comes to going to a, a tournament is is have an idea have a have an idea for your roster yeah that's that is that's number one because mm. when you bring your own idea to an event that you have practiced and played with it doesn't matter so much how 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 great that roster is it's your experience with it that can take you a really long ways in any of those cases yeah like we talked about that in like one of our first episodes yeah. it's like repetitions with the list is more important than playing a broken list you have no repetitions with like yeah. innovate something and make, then test the crap yeah. out of it I mean, that's why i really like our challenge of the week a little bit because like it gets people's brains taken like hey i haven't thought about using this character in a while let's see where we can jam it and then we end up getting what, like Sorcerer Supreme, Strange, and Strange, and not Wanda. Um, <laughs> Poor Wanda. <laughs> it hurt. It Poor Wanda. Oh well. Um, anything else on list building and reps? I think it's it's like it's just something you need to do if you're going to a tournament. And you're paying money to go to a tournament, and you're competitively minded. Um, like know your okay. Uh, I think I have this down here later. Yeah. Um, I think this kind of ties into it. What is your goal for the event? Like that ties oh, yeah. strongly Huge. into like your roster. Are you going there to have fun? Are you going there to be the TO? Are you going there to win? Or are you going there for all three? Um, or you could just be going to go have a social experience with people who enjoy the same hobby as you do. Um, understanding your goal of the event that you're going to is probably the first thing you need to do before you look at your roster creation process. Because once you understand your goal, your roster deeply ties into that. Because I'm going to an event for fun. 
I'm more than likely going to be taking X-Force. I'm going to be taking something that I'm going to have fun with. I'm going to like do that. And if I'm going to like, Hey, I'm going to go pay 45 bucks to play in this tournament and I want to win it. I'm going to be spending a lot of time on that roster. I'm going to be like working hard at it and like doing everything I can to like build the best that I can and have as much reps into it. Like Nova's in what, two and a half months. Um, and I'm been working on the list for Nova that I want to bring for the past month. Um, so it's three and a half months worth of prep time. <laughs> like, Hopefully, I actually pays off and I do well. <laughs> um, but I'm like, sure I guess, like look. Uh, I'm not playing next <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. The dojo name change was not a meme. No, it's not. I change it every time I, my mood changes in my roster building. It's like it should be a hint at what I'm like looking at playing. <laughs> and right now, I have no clue what I'm playing. <laughs> Wait, when is um, the Heimdall be legal? Right? It's Labor Day. Labor Day. Malakath will be legal. Oh my boy! Yeah, it's gonna be Malak. Mal- yeah. He's not even out yet. Everyone's gonna be playing Malak. Malak. Yeah. I'm not even going to Nova. Well, he'll be out because he comes out in August, doesn't he? I have no. Oh my goodness, does he? Tell me the release schedule whenever I get excited. Yeah, because somebody were saying people were saying that he'll be legal for Nashcon because he comes oh, out so in cool. August. Oh my! <laughs> variables I haven't accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's accounted for. Nobody knows what he does. Oh man, I um, love it. I love the breakneck pace of releases. Let's get back to so it. So I think, so yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Circle back around. Uh, the goal of the event, I think, is probably your first establishment of like tournament preparation. Then you can go into your list building the tools, uh, taking notes of all your repetitions. Like we talked about it earlier during the shadow boxing, but I think taking notes is a huge part that a lot of people just miss. Um, I've been talking to Utility Cookie a lot about like the Asgard list. He's like, man, like your biggest issue when I'm watching you play Asgard games is that freaking leadership. Like, mm. you need to have a cheat sheet that, like, says, like, okay, leadership, do this. Um, like, and it's, it's something I really need to do. I just need to have a cheat sheet up so that way I can actually remember my leadership, remember small little triggers. Like, hey, you can't re-roll into Angela because I forget that, too, all the time. Um, Wait, you don't have the little – do you not use, like, the Asgard token for whenever you healed someone? Because I find after you I'm, do that I'm the starting, first time. Yeah, yeah that's huge. I'm after starting you do that the first that, time, it reminds you. Maybe. I've been starting to do that in real life. It's different because you're actually like have the tokens like mm-hmm. there, yeah. but TTS, I think it's completely different because you don't have like a pile of tokens sitting in front of you. It's still hard. Um, Asgard is a really hard leadership <laughs> to remember. It's such a but narrow window. Lie. It's, it's such a, <clears throat> such a game changer. Though, so too. Like, I've never, it's I've never valued Asgard leadership as much until I've actually like played them. And now I'm like, this is like one of the best leaderships. Like I used to play them all the time and now that I'm a Thanos junkie, I'm like, holy fuck, why have I not been playing Asgard? <laughs> Thor is way more fun than Corvus, even if he's not as like quote unquote efficient or whatever you want to call it. But like, oh my god, a five I love throwing shit. He throws stuff, yeah. he shocks people, he staggers, he throws even more stuff. I love him. He's the best. Yeah, Thor's been super fun for me. I don't I don't get the hate. Like sure he'll have his dice with but he still has something like, else he can do. He still has something like else he can do. It's like eight hundred percent of the characters in this game are this, like not yeah. everyone's Zemo. Not everyone has super consistent dice. Sorry, um, but like, oh my God, Thor. <laughs> now with Heimdall too. When you give him the rerolls, he's just smacking people. Being um, able to throw three times at a turn is just like this is a drug. It's so fun. I, I will say, um, if anybody dislikes the leadership of the affiliation they're currently trying to play go play x-force for a year and then go play anything else this is the new desert arc we're past the dojo name change arc that's gonna stick around now we're in the not x-force hate but just like post x-force post x-force 
<laughs> no, I still love X Force. Post- no, I know, I'm but just... it sounds funny. <laughs> the post X Force dessert. I mean, to be to be completely honest, like you go from a one reroll a turn to like Asgard leadership, it's just like wow. Um, this is hello. what I'm talking about. This is the post dessert. Yeah, the post. But it's the post. I mean, I still like the leadership. I miss rerolls, but Heimdall's there now, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I'm playing like a Guardians. I'm playing a Guardians and like Asgard, so I don't miss a reroll really at all because everybody has a reroll. It seems yeah. like. Um, anyways, I'm way off topic here. Careful <laughs> um, playing Asgardians though, because it'll you'll wind up just like getting addicted to the reroll, and you just start playing Guardians like more and more and more. I mean, I'm already, and more I'm and already addicted to the reroll. I'm already addicted yeah. to the reroll because of Xbox. That was like um, the classic problem with the old Wakanda Asgard list. Is yeah. People wait, wait, why would I ever play Thor? And it's like, because he's fucking cool as shit. He's awesome. He's so fun. When he takes over a game, it's one of the best feelings in, in Crisis Protocol. Yeah. He's just but like, hold on, like, like God of Thunder just showed up, and he's just going to wipe yeah, the center it, of the board. It's <laughs> not like Corvus, where it's like, yeah, I hit you for seven, because that's what this character does. It's like, oh, I hit you for seven and a throw, because I'm Thor, and now you just, like, no matter who you are, you're dead. It's just like, yeah, that's that's a fun feeling. And if, you know, you, you clap them twice, they're already staggered, and you hit them with a building. It's just like, that character is so fucked, it's not even fair. Um, so like good. they're staggered and they're dazed, and it's like so even field dressing isn't really doing much for you. It's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so this is no longer the X Force Black Order podcast. It is all Asgard. <laughs> the Thanos guard. I'm so excited for Heim to be legal. I'm gonna play the shit out of Thanos guard. Oh, uh, I can't wait for Malaketh. I really hope Malaketh is Asgard affiliated, man. Like, okay. Uh, topic. <laughs> we are so bad today. All right. Topic. Um, to... So, what's your goal? Maybe your goal is just to put Malaketh on the on the board, and that's the case. I you mean, know, you're, like you're just uh, a, that's like, a month and a half and away. Yeah, I think it's oh a legitimate goal too. That's oh, like, I, that's hard to think about. Month and a half. That's gonna fly by, and then we're gonna have a fucking bog tiger in the game. <laughs> I hope the tiger has some sort of like interaction with his character, other than just making him fly. Like, I hope that you... the tiger has it, his builder is the tiger attacking you, and it just cuts your head off. And then his so only, like only a... spenders are Malaketh. The bog tiger is the builder. I need I need someone to draw us up a um, a diagram of like a flow chart of how a rogue agent's podcast goes. Like it starts out super special. <laughs> <laughs> And then we just end up way over here like, <laughs> talking about Malaketh and this model so again. Are, you mean uh, tournament prep is overrated. The first question for the for the meme board is is hyper there or not? Fair, fair. Right? Uh, Whoops. <laughs> just skip all the way to the bottom. <laughs> Alright, uh, speaking speaking of notes, um <laughs> take take notes in your games. Um even if you have like a little scratch pad, just like Take some sort of notes, like, "Hey, this works. This doesn't work." Um, like again, like I, t- I keep a spreadsheet open. I have, like I love Google Sheets because I use it for like my whole entire game breakdown, and I keep track of every single game I play, of like the score, the characters I brought, the characters my opponent brought. Uh, I'll post. I think it's pinned in one of the channels, but I'll do it again if it's not. Um, and it's I love using it, and then it has the notes section. I'll just fill it out with all my notes of the game, like Angela did this, uh, th- th- Thor did this. Um, <laughs> So and so did this, and like this happened. Hey, I need to be mindful of this type of interaction going on. Uh, taking notes is huge. Just get yourself a little notebook to take with you to the game store, and like, like especially in your casual games, just like sit there and like. I'm sure your opponent won't really care to say, "Hey, give me a second, quick, while I jot this down." Um, just take notes. It's it's. You'll be surprised what note taking will do for your competitive level. They'll also oh, get you. Oh, did I make it in your little black book? 
when I was playing at LVO, something I did that I think may have annoyed some of my opponents uh, is I would, it was one, LVO was my first, or LVO 2022, I guess I didn't say that now, was my first big like event ever. I had never been in a room with 50 other Crisis Protocol players. I was lucky if I had like 10 other Crisis Protocol players. Uh, so what I would do, starting like day two, because the first day I was like, I don't know what's going on, dude. I just want to play the, the, play the board game. Uh, but day two, I started taking down notes of, not of like specific what was happening in the game, I was just writing down like what their tactics cards were and which ones they'd use. <laughs> Cause I would forget like halfway through a game what was going on because I didn't I couldn't like scroll over in TTS or have like whatever streamer mode on. So I would write down their tactics cards and like cross them out as they every game. Yeah. Um I think that's good for notes. I think I covered it pretty good. Um, some other considerations to have, are you flying or are you driving? I think that's a big impact with what you're packing and how you're packing. Um, Sam, I know you flew quite a bit to different events. Do you want I've to done talk both, about... flying and driving. Yeah. Yeah. So um, flying, you got to make sure that you've got a real good rig for whatever you're bringing. So I, when I went to X-Wing Worlds, I broke like half of my squad when I flew out there and I had to mad dash for the super glue. Uh, to get everything fixed in time. But uh, uh, I took a foam case to Nashcon last year, and uh, it was fun. So long as you're, like, minis are, they trigger a lot of alarms for uh, TSA people. I know a lot of TSA yeah. stuff just, like, like recently changed and has gotten a lot better. So maybe it's maybe it's not as bad as it used to be. But if you're uh, up front with your nerdiness with them, you'd be surprised, like, how positive the experience can be for everybody, both you and the TSA team. Uh, so like, I got to show off like half of my Black Order squad last year flying home oh, from Nashcon. Yeah. <laughs> it like, uh, so what I do, when I what I recommend doing is if you have anything that's hard and dense and thick, like basically like pick it out, pull it off to the side, put it separately, and then I just had the minis go through next to my uh, Kaga Two case thing, and they went through, and then they, they still stopped me, but you know everything's already out in the front. He's like, "What do you do?" I was like, "I was playing a mini miniatures tournament." I pulled out my Thanos, and he's like, "Whoa, do you mind if I do you mind if I grab it?" Because he he like totally like picked him up and then put him back. I was like, "Oh, do you mind if I grab him?" Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then like called the team over. So <laughs> give yourself some extra time and security, and uh, make sure that you've got a, a rig that's gonna keep your guys safe. I definitely would recommend uh, carry on and uh, well well insulated. So we'll see. I got an A case now. It's magnetized, and I'm going to do some foam strips in between them if I fly this year. But I think I'm driving for Nashcon this year. Okay, so, I'm actually taking notes. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, I've heard good things about an A case or any sort of magnetized case with rows of foam between the minis. Yeah, I've um, cause I, I whenever I go home, I would take my miniatures with me. So, cause like my dad, he's the one who got me into gaming and all that. So I take them home and I go play with him and show off my paint. Cause he taught me how to paint too. So it's like a little pride thing. He's like, wow, it looks nice. really good. Um, so like I love taking them back there, and I I 100% agree. Like if you can get a case that you can go carry on with, do that because I I don't know I don't I I will not I will go carry on with my miniatures 100% of the time. I will not check back them. This is my, pers <laughs> this is my personal. Uh, item. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, I and then like like the nice thing is like most cases, especially with how few models you actually need for MCP. Like I know a lot of people love taking all their models to events, but like. It might be worth like sizing down and just taking what you need, because if you take just what you need, you can fit that underneath the seat in front of your feet. Um, yeah, it, it, it fits. Um, a different kind of box than you have. I'm thinking, at least for me. But yeah, 
Yeah. It's, it's something to consider. I, I use the... Um, oh. I can't remember what it's, what it's called, but like the Battle Foam, the small bag that's got like two sides to it, that one's great because I could fit like probably three teams worth of MCP and I'm able to fit it underneath the seat in front of me. Nice. Um, so I, I like that bag a lot. I know a lot of people talk about the was it K KR foam. I don't remember what it's called now, but people like that one a lot. Um, I really want to get excuse me uh, one of those. Um, I had a buddy who built one where he basically had like he went to Lowe's and got a basically steel sheets of metal yep. and some like ten inch long just uh, bolts and then bolted together with sheets of metal in between and basically made his own rack and magnetized it that way. And he took that everywhere. He loved it. Um, just made his own because it's way cheaper to bake your own than it is to go and buy one that's built like that. So something to think about. Um, anything else you want to talk about for flying and driving? Oh, if you're driving, don't pack your miniatures on the bottom of your luggage. That's very, it may seem <laughs> very straightforward, but um, stuff gets moved around sometimes. And next thing you know, you uh, open up your bag and your Ronin is missing a hand, um, and you don't know how. <laughs> um, and then yeah. you find out that your bag like flew into the back seat when you had to do something. Um, anyways, yeah, my Ronin's missing yeah. a hand. I don't know how it happened, Aww. but I imagine it happened when I moved. Um, That's yeah. Strange. So uh, p- packing, packing yeah. correctly to where pack, you're not going to crush yourself. Pack correctly. Uh, bring glue if you're driving. Bring glue, and mm-hmm. if if you're flying, find a place to buy glue. Like as soon as you can, <laughs> yeah. something will break. <laughs> yeah, something will break, and on top of that, I feel like flying, especially the uh, the altitude and temperature changes that the that your things go through. Your your glue will. It's like it's like three years of wear and tear on glue just from yeah. putting them in an airplane. Um, I will say this too: if you are driving, um, and let's say you you stop somewhere for like you're going like stopping, and you know you're stopping for like longer than thirty minutes. I would take if it's the summertime, take your miniatures with you when you go in because like leaving your miniatures in your vehicle like that like yeah. people I've seen pictures of people's like their models like just completely disassembled themselves because the glue just got so hot that it like it just literally fell apart. Um so like I would not leave your miniatures in a vehicle when it's like summertime and it's hot as like like it's super hot because like, it's gonna get super heated in your car and your miniatures are just gonna get destroyed. Um, I've seen multiple pictures of it. So if like you get to your hotel, first thing you do is just take your miniatures in there with you. Don't leave them in your car because that hotel check-in process could take like 45 minutes. And next thing you know, your models are ruined. Um, I highly recommend that one. I've seen horror stories about that, actually. So pack your yeah. models with ice packs, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in Put a cooler. In cooler. <laughs> there we go. Newest uh, invention, thermally thermal oh, like a, the way we have like hydro cooled computer frames oh, and man. shit. We could have a hydro cooled mini case. All right, somebody get on that. Uh, get on that our, because uh, you put dude? minis in front of something and like the markup is a hundred percent. So yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so water snacks, um, drip drop. I call it drip drop because that's what we call it in the military. I don't know some other people have actually referenced it as drip drop. What is drip uh, drop? I'm about to get to it. Uh, basically, to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, imagine like a super electrolyte drink. So basically, like Pedialyte, but it actually tastes good and it's in powder form. You just add it to a bottle of water. Um, it's actually it actually works really well. I don't know some other people have actually like mentioned it. Um, I think Twitty was mentioning it on another podcast. But if you can find Drip Drop, I think you can find it on Amazon. It tastes really good and it's compact because it's just powder form and you dump it in your water. 
Um, and it's literally just like electrolytes. It really hydrates you really quickly. Uh, we use it a lot in the military for fast hydration. Um, yeah, but along with that, water and snacks. Um, if you like soda, like that's fine. I'm not going to tell you to change your diet or anything like that. Um, but like, especially if it's hot out, like a lot of these conventions, for some reason, <laughs> AC seems like it doesn't work. NashCon last year. Yeah. Um, and rooms just get really, really hot. So 100% bring like water to the event um, and bring extra deodorant just for <laughs> yourself. Like, please. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I got Altoids and deodorant that are just in my, my gaming bag. Yeah. Just for moments <laughs> like that. At Nashcon, I think I drank 32 ounces of water around. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was bad. Well, no, dehydrated. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. And wear, wear dark clothing. That's gold. <laughs> If you're playing in yeah, the, that's the, other one. the we're, southern we're US, dark <laughs> wear dark clothing. <laughs> but it's, it's a real concern, though. Like, 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 yeah, like soda's great and it tastes good, and I love soda. But like, when you're at an event like that and you're standing pretty much all day and you're sweating because you're jammed in a small room with 50 other people, and the AC decides that it doesn't want to work that well and they can't lower the temperature even more, like you need to be hydrated. And if you're just drinking soda, that's not hydrating. Um, I just that's just health concerns. Um, and then bring you snacks. You will be so uncomfortable if you're just drinking soda yeah. at a large-scale convention all day. You will have a headache. You will not be having a good time. Yeah. Or energy drinks. Like, do you think energy drinks will carry you through the day? It'll just make your day worse. And you'll start making mistakes because you're not thinking clearly. Water is the yep. best thing for you, to be completely honest. Crazy thing um, about snacks. being tired. Uh, tired, yeah. you, you don't realize how dumb you are when you're tired. Oh, oh that's God. very true. Unreal. You want the real gamer decision, boys? Uh, if you don't drink water at your tournaments, you'll be worse at your board game, guys. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> and water. you don't want that. You want to win. Drink That's water. Right. Uh, well, the I mean, winners right. drink water. It depends on where your goal was. Depends on what your goal was for the day. If your goal hey. was to get a headache and drink two liters of Dr. Pepper, like you could probably like accomplish that goal just fine in a gaming event. Well, you know, well, there are well, some well, other yeah. kinds of like performance enhancing drugs that we could talk about here besides Dr. Pepper, but why don't we just leave it there? Fair enough. Um, snacks snacks too. Um like go to like the grocery store. If you're like say you flew in somewhere, go to the closest grocery store and get yourself like some pretzels or like some sort of chips or something. Because if you just need a quick little bite to give yourself some carbs or just anything so you're not, like, starving in the middle of a game. I think Chewy mentioned it. Like, he made the mistake of skipping lunch during LVO or skipping one meal or stuff like that. And he was miserable. Um, so, like, if you have an event yeah. that's literally all day, get some food. Like, either pack a snack or get, like, like a sandwich and, like, have a pocket sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> give me your tots, Napoleon. <laughs> I'm, I'm a trail mix guy. I'm a trail mix guy. I, I definitely I like, like, like to keep some some trail mix with me. Yeah, yeah. pretzels are good. Um, I I I know a lot of people like don't like carbs. I guess, but like I think carb snacks are great for events like this, just because it's like quick burst of energy. Energy, yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, like you know, if runners for, <laughs> eat pasta. You can eat a bunch of pasta and probably play some board games all day. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but like like honestly, like it's yeah, like it water. Like, Water and snacks are probably the least, like, like they're the, the most overlooked thing probably for, like, your tournament prep is making sure you have that type of stuff. I have a good um, friend of mine who, like, got me into, or helped get me into at least, like, yeah. playing miniature game in public. Uh, he was, when we were going to LVO, he was like, make sure you bring snacks. I bring bananas. And I was like, oh, okay. And I brought a shitload of protein bars, and yeah, it was a fucking lifesaver. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, because like a lot of times, like you'll be in like the middle of the day and you'd be like two o'clock, haven't eaten yet because you woke up late because you're out with everybody the other night before and you haven't eaten anything. And they're like, "All right, next round starts in twenty minutes. Go get your lunch." Uh, it's like what? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so it's it's just have backup plans or just order pizza. That, that to works. the event hall. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you totally can. I don't you see why. One hundred percent can. Yeah. 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 You almost always can, and if you get extra, you can, you can probably sure. get rid of it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you want to throw that next game? I got a slice of pizza with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gaming lunch breaks are always way too short or way too long. Like, if you wrap up that that last round before lunch, like, nice and early, and you're just like, wow, what am I going to do for the next 90 minutes? But yeah, then when you <laughs> when you go to time in the round before lunch... And then there's like those like those after moments of cleanup and everything else, and then you're like, oh great, all right. So I only had 45 minutes for lunch to begin with, and now I've only got about 35. Well, I'm yeah. not getting anywhere. Be prepared. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the next note I have on here is kind of something that I just kind of thought of was like people with social anxiety because it's actually more common than a lot of people think. Um, it's just something to be considerate of. If you if you think you might have any kind of social anxiety, just be aware that you're going to be in a room with like 60 other people. Uh, don't let that scare you. Just like realize that everybody's there for the same reason you are to have fun and play games. So I guess I, I don't really know how to talk about this. Um, but I know some people. Does it can, make like, you anxious? Some, it does, actually. Um, <laughs> but like it's, it's just an interesting thing I kind of wanted to hit on that. Like, don't be afraid to go to a gaming convention because of any type of like social anxiety because everybody's there for the love that you have for this game as well um so like maybe it could be a way to like overcome some of that social anxiety because you know you have a common ground with literally everybody at that event um Mm -hmm. as well be on the flip side like be aware if like someone's like more coy or shy like don't like start like forcing them into situations because maybe they have that type of social anxiety and now you're putting them in an even worse situation um, to be aware of like just like people's like body language and how they act, like I guess it's something that like doesn't actually ever get hit on when people talk about events and tournaments. Just being aware of like people's reactions and how they act, and just being a good person in general. Be nice, yeah. give compliments. You probably make some friends, regardless of anything else that you or they have going on. Like yeah, the first time I met Sam, he like was like he's like. Desert! and i was like i have no idea who you are and no. like it's sam and i'm like i'm like i still don't know who you are i'm worried just like, the internet bro yeah and he's like he's like i'm finger guns and i'm like oh my god i know who you are now and i felt so embarrassed because i was like i felt so bad like i've been talking to sam for like i don't know at that point like at least six months yeah it was about, about and yeah. uh and uh it's like who is this person <laughs> talking to me yeah, and he was like so excited to see me, and I was like, I don't know who you are, so I can't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we played next to each other first round. I know you stole my medium yeah. movement stick. It's fine though. It's fine. Oh no! Damn, you <laughs> holding on to that one. That was a while back. Wow. See, um, I think we need a public oh, apology oh, here, folks. This is what it sounded like. I think I mean, Sam about to go feel, right might be a little bit hurt. <laughs> If I if I have a medium movement stick that's extra, which I'm sure I do. Um, oh my I'll, god! I'll, uh, I'll have a... <laughs> was it painted or unpainted? It was unpainted. It's just a it was just a gray medium movement stick. Okay, because I only have my painted one, and then my cause I bought two kits. So then I don't know. I might have it. I'll look. And if I have it, I'll bring it Nova. Just a I'll like I'll frame it. I'll frame it for you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it all along. 
This is what Rogue Games is, is no... all about. We reunite gamers with their movement sticks. <laughs> no, because I remember you coming up to me and asking me shortly after, like, if I had found it. Then we, like, looked all over the tables for it, and we couldn't find it. I remember yeah. doing that now. Yeah, I, I miss NashCon. That was a good time. Um, yeah, and then the last thing of events, you're going there to have fun. And, like, like yeah, you're, you may be going there to win the event, but you're still going there to play games and have fun. Like, that's what it is to game. Like, have fun yeah, with yeah. it. Don't, like, if you lose a game, don't just, like, get down. Like, you're literally, like, especially if you travel to a different state or a different city, like, go have fun. Like, don't beat yourself up because you had a bad game. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy your travels and your basically vacation. Like, I think that's, that's something that's, yeah. like, super, like, off-putting is people lose a game and then they let it ruin their whole entire trip. Um, have fun with it, you know? The more of these things you go to, like, the more you get to see the same people that you don't get to see yeah. very often otherwise. So it can be a really great time to just catch up with, you know, friends that you mostly just get to talk to on the internet or that you haven't seen in, in years or a year or since the last time you were both at this place or that place. So it's, it's really nice to, to catch up with people once you start, you know, making friends, going to these larger con events and even just regional things. Absolutely. I said it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You guys have anything else you want to say on shadow boxing or tournament preparation? Uh, I will say for tournaments, we kind of hit on this subject a bit, but I just want to follow up on it. For the social anxiety thing, uh, I'm, I don't really talk to people. Like, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. like folks I don't already know. Um, and I, a couple years back, I would have said I talked to literally no one, but now I talk to board gamers. So... <laughs> there you go. It's, it's it's MCP, at least. I can't speak for anybody against it. I haven't played them. It's at least where I've been, and I've been to a couple different places in my area and then fraternity-wise, uh, folks are usually pretty friendly in this community. So, like, this go... Like, there was... Um, at the last tournament I went to in Orange County, uh, there was this, a, a newer player. It was, like, literally his first time playing, I think, and he went, like, 2-1 and one or something. Uh, and he was just having a blast, like, introducing himself to super friendly. And I'm not saying, like, you have to do that. Um, but I am saying that, like, people will be receptive to kind of everybody. Like, if you're just quiet and you only talk with your opponents and you're just playing the game, I think that'd still go over fine. Like, no one's going to, like, mock you or whatever in public. Yeah. Like, there's there's not a ton to be afraid of. Like, if... And it'll be there when you're ready for it as well. Yeah. Outside of, like, okay. AA, it's like, you, you know that, that... I don't think you can find a place where you have something in common with everyone that, you like, you go and go to the thing with so and this yeah. is way better than that <laughs> i think it's a wonderful comparison uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> uh all right um let's go ahead and throw hyper under the bus uh sales pitch of the week what you got oh god what's my sales pitch Ooh. um we have a bit of a conundrum on our hands folks heimdall and scourge are legal but you can't play as Asgardians for some rules that I'm not going to speak about whether I feel about them. Um, so my... Wait, I'm sorry. Is this Elevator Pitch or Challenge of the Week? Ele- elevator Pitch. Damn it. Okay, okay. I can do Doom Heimdall, actually. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to talk about this. So, um, my favorite 16-core, and it wasn't before, but like a great 16-core people talk about all the time, blah, blah, blah. It's the Black Order 16-core, right? you got Mindspace, Thanos, you got Reality Core, as a Proxima. Uh, the, the new cool one is uh, Mindspace, Thanos, Thor, and Heimdall with Doom Prophecy. That's the new cool one because Doom Prophecy, Heimdall is insane. Uh, with just Thanos, outside of activation, you get two guaranteed and around, I would say three average because you're probably going to get a wild on 12 dice. Um, but you get three repositions on a single character. 
And that's not talking about multiple different characters because Thanos can portal different people and Space Stone and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I got, I think, four out-of-activation attacks with Heimdall, and then I only stopped because I ran out of people when I played Doomed Heimdall with Thanos. It's so fun. That's my <laughs> elevator pitch. Thanos guard is coming. Seems solid. Oh my god, it's so good. Well, my my buddy who I was playing with, I I told him about this combo because he and I ran to each other all the time on Discord, like what we think is going to be OP or it's like what we think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, that seems good." And then he played against it. He's like, "Oh, this seems like this is a lot. <laughs> Everyone's dead." <laughs> Um, I was killing web warriors. I wasn't killing like non-tanky people. He was playing like a bulky comp, and he, he just got chopped apart. It was great. Rolling eight dice, is, I think, is fun. Yeah, eight dice with potential rerolls and a death decree on deck because you're oh, yeah. playing this on Thanos' turn. Um, and you're the, getting, the highlight of your the turn. Powers refunded too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, because you're you're punching people. So, I I did mind space or I did space whatever portal and mind zone on a Miles Morales and killed them from full health. I had Thanos punch someone, um, or no, I think I desecrated that, so it was a lot of dice. It was like 12 dice or something, because okay. he was injured. Um, <laughs> but Th- or I, uh, what's, what's it called? Thanos punched someone, and then Heimdall gave him rerolls, so that person just died. Uh, and then the best part was, I think that was Moon Knight, I space-stoned Heimdall, cosmic portaled Heimdall, moved, and then cosmic portaled a black cat into range with him, and he killed her too. <laughs> I like to imagine Thanos just had him on a leash for that. Just like, hey, look, look at this murder machine I have behind me. He's doomed. It was like a Beyblade, man. He just killed everything. Like, it was like if someone took a Beyblade on your MCP table, he just knocked everyone out. It was fabulous. Uh, so, yeah, that's my doomed Heimdall elevator pitch. You should play it. It's really fun. And let Heimdall be legal. It's soon, please. I mean, just because, like, I mean, the affiliation is, doc. Is that's not what I mean. I mean, can the affiliation doc come out? <laughs> So I can stop so, playing. Okay, so uh, I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if you think about it, um, the next affiliation doc that has the updates with Handel and Scourge on it should be coming out literally week two of the league. I wonder if Malik has to be on that, that too. Ooh, <laughs> if he's coming hard. out that sooner. Because oh my god! <laughs> All right. Um, Hobby Corner. Um, I guess this has really gotten a weird. I should probably just delete this because we have the accountability club now. I don't really know if we need this in here anymore. That's true. <laughs> uh, but, that's a fun little thing but, we do on our Discord. You should join. It's where if you don't yeah. paint, we we should publicly shame you. And if you do yeah. paint, we all talk about how great it is. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. It's, it's really <laughs> encouraging. I actually painted, guys. I painted oh, two so, whole models last month. It made made hyper paint. I will say. Um, I want to shout out. Oh, what's his name? Um, Hesse. It got his black swan like looks superb i love it um yeah you guys can go see what it looks like if you join the accountability club and uh <laughs> <laughs> oh we need more people to shame even myself i've been slacking this uh time i only have gambit painted still i haven't done any of my other parts yet um you gotta paint rogue still and put together blade moon knight and ghost rider so Damn, uh, is it as black yeah. swan look at that on our on our discord plug uh the the color <laughs> and detail on the various parts of that robot and the cool belty thingies. I applaud you, sir. Um, Hyper, are you putting face me in that list too from Sir Sam? I ran out of room. I ran out of room for repositioning on uh, on the Doom Time list. I don't think face me is going to make it. Uh, there's too many cool cards. Because like, I had to drop Rainbow Bridge, you know? And that was already like, what is Oof. going on? 
I know, but I need all the other cards. I'm addicted to I think I'm addicted to sacrifice. I think sacrifice just be in every list for me. because uh, if I don't yeah. have it I lose games because I think I have. And yeah. sometimes I don't play it and then I lose because I think I have it. Um <laughs> sacrifice is really good. I'll be fine, I have sacrifice. Oh no I don't Yeah, it's like that's that's the biggest oh shit moment ever. It's when you're like, Oh, I actually don't have sacrifice and I've positioned terribly. Yeah. Uh, uh my, my also... big one. My, my big one with that was like realizing like oh I don't have field dressing anymore because like back when I had first started like running with no restricted cards that was a real struggle I was like I'll just field dressing oh I don't have field dressing mm-hmm. whoops <laughs> I think Asgard is in a pretty unique position as far as restricted yeah. cards go where they or not I guess this isn't unique but field dressing has been feeling pretty good because they throw everything and a lot yeah. of teams throw everything so like oh I don't know brace because I have Hulk he'll throw everything yeah that's one guy. Uh, and he's also size four. So once yeah. they throw everything, they throw you. <laughs> Meanwhile, the yeah. Asgardians are throwing size four, but they are size two, which is really good. Well, like for them, different reasons. Most of them are also like four defenses. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them, and then you now you have Heimdall rerolling dodges if you need it. Like that's I don't know. Seems I don't good. think brace is necessary. But I'm also playing Asgardians um, mm-hmm. of the galaxy, so I kind of need brace for the Guardian side of things. <laughs> Yeah, so, if you're dual affiliating, because you think that's still something yeah. you need to do, I guess. Because week one is going <laughs> to screw me over, and I guarantee I'm going to come into a situation. <laughs> I forgot like, we're talking about this thing. Yeah, he's not affiliated as yeah. yeah, week three, I'm probably going to be switching to mono, uh, but we'll see. Um, yeah, Just do it the whole time. Just do it the whole time. Week, actually, I, that's I'm, a great point. So we're, if we're two weeks deep for the affiliation doc, we really only have to play this first chunk. Maybe I'll just play Avengers, because they're easy. For well, <laughs> you're... Don't, so you get Avengers in for three weeks. Yeah, I'll play. That's fine. Avengers are that's insane. Fine. I mean, you can still play Heimdall and Thanos with Avengers and be okay. No, I like. just played my. Uh, that was the other option besides my Mono Black Order on the the poll I threw up was, hey, which should I play yeah. my Avengers list that I beat everyone with? Fair enough. Cool All right, uh, let's move on. Um, challenge of the week for this next week. We are. I get to pick it. Um, Omega Red. I want to see some Omega Red in lists because I love Omega Red and I wish he was in more lists. So let's build some lists around Omega Red. Um, I just tried him out recently in like Shadowlands Daredevil and I loved him there. So uh, just my personal experience. So yeah, Omega Red. Nothing else, just Omega. That's all. Uh, Okay. Listener questions. We got Laugh... 1388. Why is Miss Marvel bad? Sam. What? She's not bad. She's great. What? So the only thing that I don't like about the Miss Marvel like mechanic, like, is actually a really great thing about the mechanic, and it just stinks that like your giant model only sees the table for like if you brought a tactics card, it stays yeah. out for like someone else's turn. And if you didn't bring a tactics card, it's just a big like placeholder for part of your turn. But she looks awesome on the table, and high five is really strong. So I I don't know. I disagree. I do not think she's bad. She's really good in Avengers. Hi, Bert. I honest is this person trolling? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, like the question went up, and then like a bunch of people were answering, like, "What are you talking about?" Like she's great, and then Jacob comes in with a bunch of Inhuman stuff, and all in that. Inhumans and Avengers, in either place, she's insane. In Inhumans, you don't, you really shouldn't. But you could theoretically give her enough power to transform turn one. I find the best yeah. use is you give her one power or two power if she wants to interact, send her up somewhere and have her chill, and then round two she just demolishes someone. Um, she hits her so hard. Her extra play is great. 
That too. Like, if you care about that kind of thing, you can just really safely <laughs> grab X. I, not to, like, she, I just use her as a beat stick. But yeah, she has that thing that I forget she has, where when she's big, she can pick stuff up like Toad. Um, that's a huge area of the board. It is. Where she can grab stuff. It's like a free medium um, move. So, like, it, it, it basically adds an action to to her turn when she can afford it. Like, she has insane yeah. solo herb plays in both those affiliations. Mm -hmm. If you, again, care about that kind of thing, she's also insane with an herb, hint, hint. Uh, under Steve, <laughs> if she does literally nothing turn one, or, like, moves up and punches someone, either way, she'll be able to transform turn two and start doing a crazy slap thing. And once you turn giant, you're going to have ten power for the rest of the game, pretty much. She's like Medusa. Yeah. Uh, five dice, reroll three is, like, somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, seven and a half dice raw, because crits, I don't know. It's a lot yeah. of dice. It hits really hard. Um, like, she pretty indebatably hits as hard as, like, an uninjured Hulk, I would say. Um, she's, or, like, a, a Zemo not getting boosted. Like, even with the Swordsman, <laughs> is about that. You're never really rerolling more yeah. than three dice. So she's, like, yeah. a toe down from that or whatever, because he has the reroll one after that as well. Oh, but she does, too. She has reroll two, then reroll one. I don't know. It's kind of different. Miss yeah. Marvel's insane, though. Like... There's like three models in the game that people actually play where she doesn't get rerolls. Um, and against those characters, just like don't match her up there. Have her go kill all their friends. Uh, and she has a throw. She has Doc Ock's throw. Her movement shenanigans are really fun. I love Miss Marvel. One she's of my an favorite affiliated three. She's a, she's a great affiliated three. I don't know how much you, you really splash her into other things, but that's because once you're an unaffiliated three, you're competing with the best of the best. And she that's a very disparate set of abilities that she has she's got extract play <laughs> and she's got some some real raw output in the right situations so she's defensively a four five mm -hmm. four basically as well against everyone not named venom like literally the entire <laughs> game not named venom so uh that's that's not bad oh do you think he meant the tv show maybe he might have meant the tv show <laughs> I like it. I've liked it. Like we've talked, we've discussed previously, I have low standards when it comes to entertainment. I mean, but, uh, I've enjoyed it. Like I really don't know what he's talking about. If it's because like <laughs> it's either, if it's a TV show, I haven't seen it yet. If it's the model, I haven't played her yet, and I just don't like playing Inhumans minus Medusa. Um, I just I don't know. I just I it's the budget mutants. I just don't. I don't know. I just can't. I just. I don't know why. I just can't get that stigma out of my head that it's like the dollar store mutants, and I just can't bring myself to like enjoy it. I don't nah, like the theme. She's I, don't a, like, I don't like the humans. She's the she's the Marvel Wonder Girl. Think about it that way. That yeah. makes it even worse. Um, why? <laughs> I don't on, know. It is maybe she's on the outside of the Inhumans for like everything that I've read with her yeah. and the Inhuman stuff. She's well, like tangentially like, related. Like, I mean, yeah. you could talk to Sooner. Like, it took me probably like eight months of him saying, like, play Medusa in X Force. And then I finally played her, and then she gets nerfed. Um, ah. <laughs> so it was you. <laughs> yeah, um, X Force really can't have nice but things. Like, but it was like, literally, it was like, I, I just, I just had no interest in playing the character and if i just have no interest in playing the character i'm not going to play it like i don't care how good it is or not i just don't have an interest in it i i'm, I'm very much a stickler of that unless like Medusa, i was like okay i i could i had fun with playing the character i don't like the character but i i had fun with it but i, I i've never seen miss marvel not perform i like watching yep. games and seems like she always does something she earns her value so she's not bad if it's a show i have no comics i haven't seen the show yet i yeah. I don't, in humans, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, when was the last time you played Steve Avengers? Out of curiosity, 
Me? Yeah. Uh, Corbox. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Okay. So both affiliations that my guy is playing, they like both affiliations that um that Miss Marvel's in, Dizzard just yeah. hasn't played in about eight centuries. So that might taint his answer a little bit in regards to the character. As far as the show goes, sure. I don't know. I caught like the last half of it and it seemed fine. She has a. Uh, different powers but i'm sure they'll make it work it's 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 a marvel show guys like how high are your standards really getting for these okay. <laughs> not, oh, I, like... I will i will also say like my introduction to miss marvel was that marvel's avengers video game that came out a couple years ago yeah well she's cool and i game sucks. I, yeah i was like i don't know i was just like this is a weird character it's like a mix of like mr fantastic and like ant-man what yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she does in that game, but like she shrinks and she yeah. grows and she's stretchy. Yeah, she does one of those yeah. things in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, it's just Rory, Rory, whatever it is. I'm sorry again because I forgot to look up your pronunciation. Um, I was expecting this. Uh, would you guys like or approve of an out of affiliation tax with affiliations like Black Order and Asgard slowly filling up? So out of affiliation tax. I think that. <laughs> I think for me, like that goes completely against what AMV has like put out. Well, like they want you to be able to feel like you can play anybody with anybody and make whatever list you want. So I think that's just against like the the idea of the game. Like I just I, I think it'd be a bad move for AMV to do something like that. I don't think it's worth it. I'm confused as to what it even means. It's like or whoever. So like means. so like say you're playing Asgard and you yeah. want to bring Thanos, you're paying plus one threat to bring Thanos. That's yeah. Again, that sounds like the opposite of what they've said their design design philosophy yeah. is. These are the folks who, like, before those characters got nerfed, were like, we will say you can't play Modoc. Yeah. And they, like, since the conception of the restricted list, they have said we are not going to ban characters because that's dumb. Yeah. And I think that's like, like, I see a bunch of people talking on Discord are like, oh, Thanos just needs to get banned or need to do rotation of characters. Like, that's never going to happen. Uh, you're um, dumb. All those people who yeah. think that. Be nice. I'm being nice. <laughs> don't don't ask for someone else's favorite character to get banned. That's me. That's me. Yeah. No, and I I completely agree with that. Like I don't I don't think like and again it's against like Angie's philosophy from what they've stated in the past. They said they don't want to ban characters. They want people to feel like they can play whatever with whatever, um, because that's like part of the fun of this game. And I think that's one of the coolest parts of this game is the fact that you can literally put whoever in whatever list. Like you're so locked, like faction locked in every single game. That this game you have that freedom. So why not use it? Um, so I, I think I think I'd, I'd never I would disapprove of an out of affiliation tax. I don't see that ever happening either. I'm not I'm not pro that. I would say if you want to do something like that, like maybe have a, a local event, you know, that just yeah. this is what we're gonna do today. I think that there's been a couple of uh, what some somewhat larger events that did that like pure affiliation <laughs> event. I I have an idea for sure. Yeah, I have yeah. an idea. Here's here's it. here's what you do. Um, you hold an event and you have it be a charity event. And you do like a food drive type of thing to oh. where if you play an out of affiliation character you in your roster, you have to bring five cans of food for that character. Oh, that's amazing. That's probably 50 pretty, cans pretty of food. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> My roster's unaffiliated. What do I do? That's the plan, buddy. You don't have to do five cans, whatever. Here's, here's my, my 250 cans. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyways, moving to the next question. Uh, from the real Kenny G. I added the real to his name because I, I don't know who else to call him. I like calling him that. Uh, with season eight looming, what are some affiliations you expect to shake things up? Hyper Hyper. There's so many Guardians players, man. <laughs> Guardians, as far as the eye can see. Um, but like, what, that's the thing, though. Like, what do you think is going to shake things up? 
to shake that. things up? I don't know. I'm not going to play yeah. Guardians. I'm probably going to play something dumb. Um, <laughs> by something dumb, I mean something that's just like very headstrong. But yeah, yeah Guardians is going to be like something to shake things up. I I think we saw not that many webs players in top 16. I think that could still come around. I think webs are still really good. Um, and they always do well in like the pre-cut stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think we'll see a huge influx of X-Force players to leave the vacuum that Desert has left. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see, I don't know, that'll, I'll probably think, like, Heimdall's going to be a big thing. Like who plays yeah. and who does not play Heimdall. That's probably like the most, like, ooh, curious thing I have left. I, I will say real quick, um, Sam, you should be proud of me. I did not reference X23 in any of my character examples. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, so well affiliation, done, affiliations, I expect to shake things up with Shadowlands Daredevil CS. Um, not CS really specifically, but like Shadowlands Daredevil specifically. I think I've been talking with a couple other people about this to where I think he's not been talked about enough. And he's going to kind of come out swinging and he's a really, really strong list and people who are playing him are going to get really far with him. I could, I kind of see it. It's just a super aggressive list that does a lot that X horse wishes it did. Um, it's not like a, my puppy just died when I say that. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Like I, Post or, yeah, Shadowlands is nuts. I, I, I kind of forget yeah. like how much it's like um, this last yeah. season, but like both the grunts. So all the grunts are here. We have yeah. a bunch of new, fun, and affiliated guys coming out with Scourge and Heim. So pretty much Heim right now. Scourge is going to be... I don't think he's going to be anywhere near as popular. Um, yeah. But like besides that, all the stand stuff's still in the game. Uh, we have Grunts who are like a semi-counter to Voodoo, in a manner of speaking. And we have uh, Fury who's going to be splashed. I don't think as much maybe as I thought he was going to be fine. Um, but <laughs> Shadowlands Daredevil for sure is going to be like... You're putting him in the list because you're making a Shadowlands Daredevil list. And those lists hit really yeah. hard. Uh, rapid yeah. fire characters become just like machine guns who kill everything. It's another situation very similar to Black Order, where like you have to like respect them and not like get anywhere near where they can punch you, because uh, they will kill you. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I just that's the one that I see shaking things up because it's just people aren't going to expect it because nobody's talking about it. I don't think anybody's done like, hey, look out for Shadowlands Daredevil. He's a menace. It's been like Fury, always Black Order. Uh, pay attention to whatever X-Men are doing because uh, X-Men are being sneakies and working their way up into the meta. Um, but I think the sneaky, the biggest sneaky one is going to be Shadowlands Daredevil. <laughs> Sneaking through the shadows. <laughs> um, only because like nobody's talking about them. So people are going to run into it and be like, wow, I have not played in the Shadowlands Daredevil because I didn't even think about it. So that's something that I think people should be doing is... Like get some shadow boxing games into Shadowlands Daredevil because I've played probably one game into him up until like this morning when I shadow boxed it. Um, so yeah, that's that's my pick. Asgard, I think you guys are we're we're all forgetting how much Asgard is loved, beloved even. I think there's a lot of people don't, that have been waiting. I don't want for to. Um, <laughs> I don't want to like bring more heat upon like the list the I'm bringing though. <laughs> Like, right, Guardians I'm, Asgard, right? Yeah, like I'm bringing like Guardians Asgard, and now everybody's gonna be re like prepping for it. And I'm just like, God, I can't do anything because everybody's tech against this. 
right, next episode, All right. how to tech against Guardians uh, Asgard. <laughs> All right. Uh, it'd be too late at that point because the lists are locked. That's okay. Um, That's why great we time to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, PR Priest, why do you think Convocation has such little representation? I think because... it's because it's, like, it's a weird. It's a weird affiliation. Uh, wizards. Yeah, it's wizards. Anyone can be a wizard, but not ev- not everyone has what it takes to be a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> what about like regular uh, sparring buddies? Plays a mean convocation game, so I have a lot of respect for the affiliation. They're um, so good. Yeah, they're insane. It's just like it's it's different. It, they play differently than any other affiliation. And I think, like yeah. honestly, more people get stand up with convocation. Uh, Astral Ring, Doctor Strange, Turn One is a huge tech piece. I just think it scares people. Like it's it's so different, and it's like wow. Like all my characters are super weak and physical. Like mm-hmm. Will from House Party Protocol made it to what the semifinals last year? Uh, the semifinals, or the quarterfinals, one or the other. Um, with Convocation, and he did a really good job piloting them and playing them. And I kind of hope he brings them back and does it again and goes farther. But like I just think it's like people don't really talk about Convocation and people don't really play them. Like, maybe it's just, it doesn't interest people. I, I don't know, it's probably the same thing with Inhumans. It might be something that doesn't interest people and they want to play a bigger name team. But I really don't know a true answer why they have a little representation because they're a solid team. There's nothing wrong with them at all. Um... <laughs> you know, speaking of, speaking of Convocation, now is the best time you could possibly have to get into competitive Convocation because Grunts yeah. changes the game with Ironbound books. Yeah, like you we talked about that that, that one so list, a list we built on like what our second or third episode with Ben. Yeah. Um, like we talked about like Electra in there, and like I really liked that list to be honest. If I was playing Convocation, I'd probably play something very similar. We did there. Fury in there, and I, I so the, so I've been playing Convocation for a little while now, and yeah. I haven't taken the step into doing the Ironbound books. Uh, I, I think that Shadowlands Daredevil has interesting play there. I think that Electra has interesting play, but I think that the Fury grunts are just. Fury grunts, Dude. so I Fury can't. Is the most I can't like so. With I don't want to do Shadowlands Daredevil because I want that reroll. Like I, I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm throwing the ninjas out there, but the only thing I'm using the ninjas for is just to like pop the Ironbound books back to my hand. Like I, I can lose yeah. a character. I, I know how to have one of my characters die. It's usually not that hard. And uh, Fury, on the other hand, lets you have you, you, you get the reroll and you get access to that, you know, core rule breaking drop. So I, yeah. I don't know, but but well, you lose access to the whenever I want Ironbound books. Not only that, but it's like every time I'm playing against somebody playing Fury, like I want to kill the Grunts before Fury activates. Like mm-hmm. it's like a major goal because you let him, him have the Grunts out before he activates. Like his turn is so much better. Um, hot oh, take, yeah. uh, hot hot tip: If you're playing Fury, protect your Grunts because if your Grunts are alive, then. Uh, it's so worth eye in the sky and on grunts, which you can do if people did not realize this. You can eye in the sky your grunts. I thought you couldn't um, target them with tactics cards. It's not targeting. You're not them. targeting them. Who's rolling the dice? Who, who's no, who's rolling the dice? Let's not, let's, let's not get into that. But yeah, no, you can you can totally eye in the sky your grunts. That's um, awesome. Okay, cool. I already yeah. had eye in the sky and fury in my list, but it's like, ooh, that's an extra little level. Yeah, uh, yeah. very good. I'm, I was debating for my mono bo list, slotting in Black Widow because then I can like I can duo with Shield, and I was like, wait, why? Can, why am I even thinking about this? <laughs> yeah. It's enough. a mono right. bo list. <laughs> but the fact that I can right. change that with like what? Yeah. Uh, B Terra game. Do you think that during the rescheduled mini extravaganza they will reveal more models or changes? 
Um, I think yes, because I think I heard someone say that during one of the streams where they were talking about the rescheduled mini extravaganza, they were talking about they're going to have to put some work into getting new assets made and stuff like that. So that would make it seem like they are going to be providing some sort of new stuff of other reveals of some kind. Um, it might just be like a cool event, talk about Malaketh. Um, maybe maybe they'll just flush out the rest of the year worth of releases. Because I think right now, if you take everything into consideration, we have like up to like September. So maybe they use Maze Drive again so they just flush out the rest of the year through Christmas. Um, that's, that's what I see. I don't see anything too crazy. I was hoping for a Crisis card pack, which I still am hopeful for, but we'll see. Because like my biggest thing about that is like, none of the stuff that they have released like on the website says crisis card um like i don't even uh, think like the thor as... will say crisis cards in them but they said that they weren't going to rotate yeah. out crises yeah but like my thinking is though is like they're going to release like a deck like the 2022 pack Please. but it'll be like a crisis card pack because like you think that like they would have thrown it in there for an easy access crisis cards for everybody to get also i don't know if I saw this or not, but I don't think the Black Order box or the Asgard box is coming with a crisis card where both of their original cards came with a crisis card. Oh, uh, what? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I could have sworn it came that. with fear. Did it? Did it? I don't. I don't remember looking. Um, okay, hold on. Could, I'm gonna look now. I could be very wrong, but if it doesn't, then that just makes more more uh, stock behind my theory of a crisis card pack. But it might. I might be completely wrong there. I'm just guessing. I don't I hope, I hope, I'm hopeful for a crisis card pack, but I'm not going to hold my yeah. breath. I uh, I think that we I think that all we got from mini extravaganza was the stuff that was going to get social media posts about yeah. it. So I think all of like the conversations and then like the opening and closing panels, and then I'm sure that they'll there is going to be something. Something would come up in the how to paint animals. Yeah, Malekith. <laughs> I Probably, thought that was yeah. Malekith. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So I just looked at the black order, the back of the box, and yeah, it's not saying that. They come with a crisis yeah. card, which is like well, that. Seems wrong. Gambit and Rogue didn't say that they had a crisis card until like they did. Oh, did it not? It did, and then it didn't, okay. and then it did again. So okay. Yeah, I was talking to Gronko about that the other day because he was saying, "Hey, this happened before." I'm like, I don't remember it ever happening before, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, I'm just crossing my fingers and making everything that could possibly mean the crisis card pack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Um, me, I have everything. It's just yes, like you just want that it'd to be exist. nice. Okay. Well, so if they did a crisis card pack, it would mean that they probably went back and revamped some of the old crises to bring them up to date. Because I think that there are some crises that are like intent versus reality had a panic. big influence on. Yeah, panic. I'll bring bring panic back, <laughs> please. I knew that's like, what this was about. <laughs> I you love panic. panic. I really, I, it was one of my favorite crises. Like, I, I don't care for like the, the two point score, just like the layout of like a, a B fair extract. Yeah. Is, yeah. Like, it was so much fun to play. Um, and the, like, if, I could have sworn the only reason why I got banned was because of hard muscle. Like, that was like the big yes. reason. Um, well, I mean, like, it's still, well, that's, that's really, why really I got, that's, yeah, yeah it was... it got, that's why I got restricted. Yeah, Hard um, Muscle was bad, but then Time Time Thanos had some pretty ridiculous yeah. lines on it. And like but Space the, Thanos still does ridiculous things on that map now. Yeah, but the, the thing the thing to think about though is like all the stuff for the reasoning of why it got restricted and then banned is not in the game anymore. So it's like, why didn't it come back to you? 
Okay, like in its current iteration, it definitely should not have come back. Even <laughs> I agree I, with that, but like, but it just it gives it, like, sure, but it's like such, crazy it's such a good scenario minus the score two VPs. If they yeah. just made it score two VPs, you yeah. can cash in during the cleanup phase. Then I'd be okay with that during the cleanup phase because then you have like agency to go and stop it. Um, it could still end the game a turn early, but it wouldn't do it until the end phase. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's functional. But I just I miss. I mean, dashboard is also gone. Extract. Like, yeah, they like. I yeah. agree. I think a B, like, because B is such a nice setup for a lot of teams. Yeah. It's it's a good like Infinity Formula is forever. Like, it, there are certain affiliations that are better at it, but it's the crisis that no one's really bad at either, right? Yeah, it's one of the Cubes best crises. Infinity like, Formula, most boss game, and I hate cubes. Cubes is bad. <laughs> better than hammers. Speaking of changing things, get cubes out of here. Make make cubes right. different. Make that out for some. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Uh, next next question. Uh, sooner, who is each cast member's number one most underrated character? Sam. Punisher. Fair. <laughs> Hyper. I mean, at this point, it's out of you just like that. So you just set me up for failure so hard because I can't say Bucky because <laughs> he's everyone knows he's crazy good now. Uh, and now I look like I'm not a rogue agent. No, most underrated character? Um, I want to say Miss Marvel, honestly. Nice. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. She's up there. Um, mine, because I'm uh, a zealot, I guess, uh, Colossus. Nice. You've been fighting that fight I, for weeks now. I have been, and he has a place. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll actually talk about this real quick. Three seconds. Black Order, Colossus in the Black Order. I don't it helps see it. out X Men and it helps out X Force. Just run it. Like, yeah, it's only one spot. And I had a big argument about like, yeah, it may be like like his like good matchups are probably only thirty five percent of your games. And over ten games, that's only like at most three games. Um, but it's still worth a slot at that point. So, like, I don't know. Colossus is fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, a problem <laughs> that a lot of folks had with. Um... With fighting Corvus, is he just one shots the guys, right? And the problem they're having with yeah. Colossus is that he, oh, he, he reduces down to one damage. So a lot of times he's taking one damage, he got bodyguard twice. Well, I yeah. bet, I bet that if Corvus maxes you, you're gonna have enough to bodyguard again. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, like, on I've, his, on his like, I've, side. <laughs> I've also had people like come to me and like say like, okay, I took I took Colossus into Black Order, and I had Swan, Corvus, and Proxima hit Colossus, and he survived on one health. It's like, yes, yeah. that, that is what he does. And like, yeah. if I have all three of them only hitting Colossus, my whole rest of the team's alive. I am okay with that. Like, that so, is worth four threat. Like Colossus on his backside is obviously a completely different animal and one of the tankiest yeah. characters in the game. But like, have people really not played Luke Cage? Because uh, Colossus on his front side is just Luke Cage, but like a little bit better yeah. with a better form of bodyguard. Um, like both those characters are and nuts. one threat more, and yeah. one threat more. But he has a, a ridiculous backside and a size three throw. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know Colossus. Like I. He's really not bad. The only reason I don't play him is because it makes me mad that he can't throw people. Um, and yeah. whatever. That's like a different conversation. He's not a bad character. He's a solid four bodyguard. He probably, or no, not probably. He is significantly tanker than Steve Rogers, Captain America. And if you've ever played with Steve, Black Order, Steve is a lifesaver in Black Order for like half the game. And before he yeah. dies. Like the second half. Keeping your people who are important <laughs> alive. Well, I mean, I'm assuming they kill him eventually. But yeah. yeah. He's All right, like last question. <laughs> last question from Graham. Who is your favorite father character in the game? P.S. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Woo! Happy Father's Day, dads. 
Happy Father's All right. Day. Dad Favorite father character in the game. Thanos is a dad, right? He is a yeah, dad. Is. He's not a very good one. <laughs> or is he the best? Or is he the best? He killed all of his kids. <laughs> so... At one time or another, allegedly. No, I mean, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be like morally correct or anything like that. Like, he just who's your favorite father character? Just a father and your favorite character. Who's a good? You could totally do Thanos. Yeah, I mean, he's not a good dad, but yeah, who's a dad? I I don't know if there's like there's never like good father figures in fiction. But like, who is actually a dad besides Thanos? Like, I can't really think of Wolverine. Um, yeah, yeah. Wolverine is he really though? Because they're clones. Dakin. I didn't know he had he had Dakin. Yeah, yeah. Um, like half the mutants. Uh, Cyclops is a dad. Yeah, uh, can, you know what? Terrible. Mutants Actually, just have, have babies. No, no, no. Yeah. My favorite dad is Cable because he adopted Hope, and that's canon. Nice. That's fair. Uh, okay. Well, you still mind? He's a good uh, dad. Yep, I do. <laughs> I love Messiah War. It's one of my favorite books ever. Damn Post X Force. Deal with it. Yep, you can't yeah, that <laughs> You know, if 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 uh, Finger Guns hadn't come up with Rogue Agents, this podcast would have been called Messiah Complex. <laughs> <laughs> Take my hand. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> Anyways, uh, favorite father figure. God damn, he stole mine. Um, I don't know. Wolverine's a terrible father. He's a great dad. Well, like, Dakin's a shit kid. Can, he wants to kill him because he's a bad father. Like, he didn't know he was uh, around. Okay, and maybe Wolverine also has the same problem that when, in Jason Aaron run. He also killed a bunch of his children. But in his yeah. defense, <laughs> he didn't know. All right, all right, all right. Let me think. Uh, Sam, do you have anything yet? Because I can't. I can't let me think. I mean, there's Odin, right? There's always Odin. Yeah, I guess Odin. But he's not in the game. Oh, it's got all right in in the game. Oof. Another dad. Uh, Iron Man's a dad, right? Tony Stark? At the end of yeah, the game? Yeah, he's got... Does he have kids a, in the comics at all? I haven't read an Iron Man comic since, like, 97. I imagine so. Let's just say yes. We'll say yes for the sake of this. I'm going to say right. Cyclops because uh, he raised Cable. And he sacrificed all, so much to make sure Cable could stay alive. So, I, if I can't get one Summers, I'll get the other. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. All right, so we have been the Rogue Agents. <laughs> long, long episode, but we have been the Rogue Agents, and you have been the Thanks again. Perfectly balanced. It's all for you Maximum effort. In this war, there's no surrender. He's not alive, but he's right. What the hell is Bucky? You don't like a fair fight. I think you're wrong. Which part? All of it. Think you're the only superhero in the world? Touche.